This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, April 20th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Government is far larger than it should be. That from economist Richard Vetter. He spoke at the Cato Institute April 7th and drew out some of the unseen costs of our current spending trajectory. My favorite story is Paul Samuelson's 1985 textbook example that the Soviet planning system is a powerful engine for economic growth. 25 years ago, five years before the end, six years before the end of the Soviet Union. Don't listen to economists too much. Uh, So let's talk about philosophy. Uh, Confucius said around 500 years before the birth of Christ, he talked about the golden mean, which was also a central theme in Aristotle's uh, Nicomachean uh, Ethics, which was written 2,361 years ago this year. Uh, so I think we ought to talk more about Aristotle and economics. And Aristotle talked about the golden mean. And although I tremble to say this at the Cato Institute, I have to be honest, talking about economic history, that there has never been a truly prosperous society without some form of government. And at the very minimum, a set of rules or laws to govern human interaction, property rights need to be delineated, and all of this requires some sort of enforcement. Similarly, however, there's never been a nation uh, that, this this is uh, the Ron rule explained, uh, except I don't call it Ron, because Ron pays him a buck for each time he uses it. Dick Army pays me $5 for every time I use it, so I call it the Army Curve, uh, uh, which is going to come up in a minute. I don't even know. Is there a device you push? Or? You have to press the enter button. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, there has never been a society, obviously, that's been very prosperous where government controls the society. Just look at North Korea and Cuba relative to its neighbors. We could go on. All you know that. So uh, there, zero output, zero government relative to output means poverty. 100% government relative to uh, output means poverty. So that means that somewhere in between there is an output that's uh, – There's a size of government associated with a high level of output, and you might call this the golden mean rule rule of government. Uh, Now, it is not, strictly speaking, that this is the optimal level of government. I say this because Bill Niskanen is sitting in the third row, and he's constantly lecturing me on that point. And he is absolutely correct. There are many factors that enter into human welfare uh, besides uh, GDP. And it's important to recognize it. Having said that, however, the output maximizing level of government moving towards the output maximizing level of government likely will lead to some improvements in welfare, given the fact that most of the time people prefer more to less. So, and uh, that is uh, illustrated by my version. Now, they, we put Lafra up here to compromise between Army and Ron. Uh, uh, at point A, here is where you have output maximizing size of government. Uh, and the question is, we are, and Dan made this point, I do too, that we're at some point B, which was where the, si- the current size of government is substantially larger than the optimal. By the way, the way Dan drew the graph was more correct uh, but the, the, uh, in terms of the actual scaling, but uh, the, that, that's re- relatively irrelevant. Now, there have been a number of economists that have looked at this with respect to the U.S. 
and uh, Jim Gortney, a professor at Florida State, sometimes in col a collaboration with Bob Lawson, most recently of Auburn. Uh, it is the late uh, Jerry Scully, uh, a professor at the University of Texas at Dallas. Lowell Galloway and I have looked at this. Uh, and we've all tried to estimate the gap between A and B here and, 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 and where we are and where we could be or should be, perhaps. Uh, for example, the studies that uh, Galloway and I did for the Joint Economic Committee, whose vice chairman, by the way, you're going to hear from next, I think, uh, in the next panel, uh, we found that point A was somewhere between 10 and 17 percent of GDP for the United States depending on the precise method of estimation. Our preferred way of estimating it, we come up with a figure of 10, uh, but even let's accept 17 just for the sake of argument. This is just federal government. To get to 17% of GDP, and you look, looking at total expenditures, would involve about a trillion dollar reduction in annual expenditures from current levels. Uh, 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 and it also suggests that reducing government size uh, would also uh, provide a great deal of new resources to deal with the growing present and future fiscal burdens that we face as a nation manifested in such things uh, as our massive federal debt and the problems arising from the aging of our population, which we see in the form of unfunded Social Security and Medicare uh, liabilities. Now, the analysis of all this by both Dan and myself has been oversimplified a bit. As Bill would, and this canon would pass, correctly pointed out in discussion with me, and, and I've, I recognize on my own, uh, Bill's a source of a lot of wisdom, but not all wisdom. Uh, a dollar of government spending on goods and services certainly has a different impact on GDP than a dollar of spending on transfer payments say for Social Security, pensions, food stamps, or ethanol subsidies. A dollar of spending on highways probably has a different impact than a dollar of spending on defense, or on school salaries, teacher salaries, or flu vaccinations. But most importantly, government regulatory spending is trivial in its dollar magnitude in the budget, but potentially far-reaching in its impact since it forces the private sector to allocate resources differently than it would otherwise. And of course, in our federal system in the U.S., it's appropriate to look at state and local government as well. Uh, Galloway and I have found that the growth maximizing size of state and local government is a good deal smaller than that existing. Richard Vetter is an economist at Ohio University. You can watch the full conference from April 7th at Cato.org.